Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to another episode of Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence, a playground to connect a community of women by using our gifts, skills, and talents. Why? Because it's all about lifting as we climb. You know, each one, reach one, pick your sister up. Man, can you believe we are already in the middle of May? This year has roller skates on it. And I don't know if it wants to get out of here because it ain't as great as we thought it was going to be in 2020. But listen, I'm here for these blessings. These blessings keep falling like rain from the sky. Y'all, you are not going to believe this. I promise you. I'm riding in my car, and my mom calls me, and she's like, yo, are you still? You're not going to believe this. You know how you won Teacher of the Month with KHOU and Ashley Furniture? They are now putting all of you together, and it's a popularity contest for Teacher of the Year. So I am up for Teacher of the Year in Houston, Texas. The only African-American teacher in the surrounding Houston area. So listen, it's a popularity contest and I need your vote. Please go to the Great Day Houston Facebook page. Click the link that says Teacher of the Year and vote for Charlanette Jones. Yes, that's my real name. Charlie is a derivative of Charlanette, but hey, I'm all the same person. And I would love your support. I would love to win Teacher of the Year. I've been nominated for Teacher of the Year several times, but I've never truly received it on a, you know, global level at the campus level. But The grand prize is a shopping spree to Ashley Furniture. And one thing that I really have decided to do in 2021 is to get rid of the old. So it's no secret that I'm divorced. But right before we got divorced, I or we, no, let me say it like it really is, child. I purchased brand new furniture for at the time it was you know our new home or my new home you know that's a whole podcast in itself child how we try to carry people that we need to leave on the side of the road but anywho so my divorce has been final I know since 2013 finalized okay but I still had or have all of this furniture that we purchased. And each day when I come down my stairs, it is a remnant of what was, of what used to be 
or what could have been. And I made up my mind in 2021, not only do I want a new look, but I'm ready to really rid my life of that chapter, totality-wise. Like, I'm tired of looking at it. I want to get rid of it. And then the Holy Spirit told me, if I win this award, this shopping spree, this opportunity to just start fresh, that I'm going to give. And listen, I got nice furniture. Okay? Now, some people's like, can I have a picture? I didn't say the pictures in the artwork now. But I'm going to give. Whoever can bring a truck, back it up, and get it up out my house, it's yours. It's yours because I want to be a blessing to somebody else. And my furniture's nice, okay? I, I Listen, it is nice, but I am ready to rid my life of that chapter. So I am so excited. So, again, please go to Great Day Houston Facebook page. Look for Teacher of the Year. Click Charlanette Jones and cast your vote for me. You can vote daily until May the 24th. I will greatly appreciate it so very much. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So many other wonderful things are happening. Rain falling from the sky. You know, everybody like, you know, shuns rain, but I kind of like rain. I keep saying if you have a home, you know rain is kind of good. It makes that foundation settle, right? But rain allows us to grow. So if you're in a rainy season in your life, just know that the sun will shine again, right? Sometimes it has to rain to clear out some things. And isn't it funny, like after a rainstorm, it just looks clear outside, right? So just, just, just let it wash it away. Let it wash it away. And then you got people out here living dreams, living dreams, turning their rain into sunshine. My guest today has decided to take her dream and turn it into a reality when she tapped into her history. Ladies of Confluence, please welcome my guest today, author of Our History Told, Miss Laquita Barnes. Sister! Hey, how you doing? How it do, boo? <laughs> you know, you know. Life of an entrepreneur, an educator, what 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 other layers? And mother, honey. Mother. Can't forget mother. <laughs> You know, I got bullied and thugged out by my child. So, hey, I, I do the best with what I can. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, hello. How are you? Listen, I'm just trying to relax and get into my entrepreneurial spirit that I do every night before I lay down. <laughs> uh, trying to make something happen. What about you, sis? I understand the same. Um, I am trying to balance it all and realizing that it's a lot. But when you have a passion for something, um, that drive just keeps you going. Um, so um, I'm definitely seeing that as I'm 
in my new endeavor, um, jumping in and kind of is, is keeping me going. It, it's, it's making me get up in the morning and, and you know, check to-do list and everything else. So I, I can't complain. Can't complain. Yes. We just started talking. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay. So I am Laquita Barnes. Um, my nine to five is as an educator. Um, I've been in education for about 13 years, um, served as a classroom teacher, but then has moved into positions of administration and surprise, uh, providing support on campuses and for our scholars and our teachers. But when that nine to five ends, not only am I a mother and a wife, but I also am an entrepreneur where we have our real estate business. And mm -hmm. most recently, I have jumped into becoming a first time self-published author. So, yeah. Yes, honey. These titles okay. by my name. These titles <laughs> by your name. Honey, yes. But people think you just see titles, but they don't have no idea exactly. how much work. <laughs> exactly. And, and one, it was funny is that I never, you know, I didn't dream of being an author. I didn't wake up one day wanting to be an author. It just kind of just fell in my lap. And um, the title of my book is Black Wall Street, The Spirit of Community. And it's a children's book. And um, when I say this is a labor of love, it really is because I started the process, stopped the process, started the process and stopped, which I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs um, can admit to that because you just question along the way. There's no guide. How about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of pick up different pieces and find your way through. So, um, my But that's the beauty in it all, like finding your way through mm -hmm. you know because there is no god it's kind of like parenthood you know there's no god to you you know they you're just in a hospital and they give you this beautiful baby and you're like okay i guess it's gonna be me and you kid me and you against the world we're gonna figure this thing out as we go and then you just see your you know work coming to fruition and your time and your energy and your love and that's kind of how i look at my books like mm -hmm. as babies you know mm -hmm. what i mean because <laughs> it's like okay i got something that i'm giving birth to but i don't know where to start where to go we just gonna work this thing out as we go and you so and for me i was self-conscious of it because of the topic in the audience when um when I was thinking about Black Wall Street, so the idea came when, of course, it's COVID and you're not going, you know, you're not going out. So you're getting caught up on all your shows. And I kept hearing about the show Watchmen on HBO. And so, of course, I wasn't intrigued, but that first scene caught me. It got my attention. And the first scene just illustrates the destruction of this town. And so I'm like, what is this? Like, is this, you know, when is this taking place? And it mm -hmm. happened. Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it was describing what occurred with the destruction of Black Wall Street. And I knew that I remember Black Wall Street, but I didn't remember the details of it. So it made me want to, one, I, found, I finished the, the series, but it made me kind of want more. Like, okay, what was mm -hmm. it? I remember it, but I don't know the details of it. I just know that it was something that was there and now it's gone. And so that's what kind of got me going in thinking about it and then five days later there was an advertisement facebook and that's i think sometimes you when you're searching 
<laughs> I, I say kill. that the universe uh, is something in, something in, the in the universe that tells Facebook that this girl wants new furniture. This girl, I said, uh -huh. I think something listens to my brain <laughs> when I sleep because I get up and my algorithm is nothing but furniture. Or nothing but whatever my dream was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I see this advertisement saying, because I knew that I wanted, well, in my mind, I was like, I want to, now that I know more about this, I want to share this with my kids. But how do you tell the story in, in a way to where it's, you know, you know, no one wants to read something that's painful and dreadful and, you you know, it's already COVID. So, and I'm also doing a history lesson. So trying to find something that was fun and engaging. And so I was like, okay, it's a children's book. Let me find it. I couldn't find anything. And um, funny enough, there was the children's book challenge by Crystal Swain Bates that came across my screen. And it just, I mean, it was something where it's like, just go for it. Why not, you know, get the information? And she took me on a journey of how to create a children's book, but everybody that was in a challenge was doing something so great, like, oh, ballerinas, and, <laughs> and, you know, her stories, Big Care, Don't Care, and all these different colorful children's book stories. And then here I am with this topic that is, you know, nonfiction. How do I make it exciting? How do I make it engaging? And I just felt kind of like stuck again and so I was there back in my fear fear to take that leap and take that um that jump to get started and so that's for, real that's yeah. real because yeah. fear will keep you paralyzed it will. you know what I mean like I try you know to remember that God didn't give me the spirit of fear he did not give me the spirit of fear because we are our biggest critic mm. we really are and and I'm sitting here thinking as soon as I saw it I was like, I came up to you the next day. I was like, congratulations. And I had a thousand ideas. Like, girl, have you thought about Because when I think about us totally, of, like as our culture, mm -hmm. where we once were and where we are today, we've kind of been set back. And it's because we don't know our history. And, and our history is what sets us apart from the rest. Yeah. And if we don't know, we don't show. That's right. There's a um a quote that I that always referenced when I was thinking about that. It was like a uh, from Marcus Garvey. It's a people without knowledge of their past history and origin and culture is like a tree without roots. You're not mm -hmm. grounded. You're not planted. And so for me, I knew that there was more to the story of the destruction. So I wanted to get to the 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 prosperity of it. The entrepreneurs that were there the people the growth and more that as I started to dig in the layers it's like oh maybe this is the reason why this was hidden like this this town was I mean if you could think about this was the original yeah, <laughs> 300 businesses 35 blocks like I mean so many different pieces where you're like wow no wonder why it's not being told because you don't want us to recreate that but that's okay we have our own way of bringing black wall street to life in different forms and factions so it's it's one of those things to where i um i'm glad that i didn't sit in fear and um so that was around july so if you can imagine july i'm working on a manuscript i'm you know touching it, coming back to it, leaving it, you know, critiquing it, not really sharing what I was doing because I didn't know if I wanted to pursue it. And I'm one of those, like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. 
Um, and then fast forward to New Year's Eve because I kept telling my kids about it um, because, again, it was a children's book and I kept tossing it out. And they just said, well, mom, when are you producing your book? Like you've been talking about it. When are you doing it? And that was it. My New Year's Eve goal was finish your book, publish it, get it done. And if it just sold one copy, then I would have been fine because at least I would have taken it from a vision to the end goal. But um, luckily, it was more than that. So I'm, I'm excited that I continue the journey. As you know, the journey is all about the destination, mm. but you know, it's also about the detours, the uh, mm. you know, beautiful sights along the way. You yeah. know, I, you know, we like sometimes rush to get there. Yeah, it's about the destination finally getting there, but it's also the things along the way that make it better, that make it, you know you know, seasoned, they say, wait a minute, like, oh, I know why I didn't rush, because I need to go back and add this part. I think this will make it better. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, you know, we just got to thank God for the rest stops, the pit stops, the detours, the beautiful sights to behold, the bumps, the bumps, the, you know, it's everything is a part of the journey. So thank you for sharing the journey with us. Yes. I mean, it's funny that you said that because one of those pit stops was um, finding an illustrator. So again, mm. <laughs> when you when you're thinking about self-publishing, there's so many. So one, I would say the course did provide a lot of guidance as far as this is what you should do. You know, she used her books as a guide of like, hey, this is what what would work and you know they have a facebook group so you can you know ask questions i mean it really is a good community and you don't feel alone but you also feel i mean again i was still stuck in my am i going to produce this or not so i really wasn't um sharing as much but i was trying to get so much knowledge and one of the pit stops but a glorious pit stop was finding an illustrator no one told me well one is like you have a vision but now you're trying to convey that to somebody else <laughs> and I'm working with different contracts. So I'm doing the uh, Fiverr and Upwork. So you're, you know, contract for hire. So, but all of this communication is via their platform. So it's pretty much texting. So you're texting someone <laughs> the best way to describe your vision for your book in so many edits, so many revisions. And I mean, up night just kind of like am I overthinking it like how can I like it was one of those like can I just pick up the phone <laughs> and call you because this is I mean it's hard to convey and I'm glad that I just continue with that piece of the journey because although I didn't know what it was going to look like at the end I can see it coming together and the more that I started to share with other people, it was that validation, like, okay, does this look like a finished product? Does this look like it ties in with the manuscript? You know, is it connecting? Because again, you're taking one person vision with another person's, you know, vision and trying to come again over text. <laughs> so that was a interesting part of the process. Um, needless to say. So let's talk about the book. What is the title of your book in totality? Okay, so the title of the book is Black Wall Street, The Spirit of Community. And um, I wanted to focus and hone in on that subtitle, The Spirit of Community, because it really took a community to build this 
um, area of town, um, the area. So the, the period of time is 1921. And we focus on the corner of Greenwood and Archer. And this is that hub of Black Wall Street. This is actually where um, you see that famous sign of Black Wall Street of Greenwood and Archer. And within this area, over 300 businesses are thriving. Um, again, this is during a time of racial segregation. So Jim Crow laws are heavy and strong. And so Black um, Americans, they had to rely on each other. They had to survive and, and support each other. And this is what helped them become so prosperous for over 15 years. They were growing and thriving. And so I hone in on, I mean, of course, I couldn't cover all 300 businesses, but I wanted to hone in on just a couple of those entrepreneurs that had those strong um, businesses in the area and how that shows just that growth and the reason in another piece um, to it is just why the name Black Wall Street and who coined the name of Black Wall Street. So there's so many just kind of like, did you know moments in the book? Because um, that was something that was interesting to me. Um, so Black Wall Street is for the ages of eight through 12, but definitely can be read with the guidance of a teacher or a parent with a younger audience. And it just shows the community um, that there is a moment in this time in the story where there's an encounter that I put that is, it causes a spark to a flame um, that shows up and leads to the destruction of this town, but not to be saddened by that, this community comes back together and they rebound from this tragedy, tragic event because they're resilient. They started, I mean, if you think about how they started, they weren't gonna end like that. And so they come together to reshape Black Wall Street um, to the best of that they could um, of this glory. And so the focus on the book is just looking at entrepreneurship, looking at success, inspiring our youth about the opportunities of supporting other businesses. So not only building your own, but what does that look like when you support other businesses and then when they thrive, you thrive. And then they mm. thrive and that's the community. And so although we may not have that as a brick and mortar, um, we still have these black owned businesses, online stores, um, you see so many pop-up shops and so many markets that we can continue to support. So is honing in on that that spirit that created them that did not destroy them and allow them to continue to rebound and grow that is amazing do you realize how amazing that is and how at such a time as this mm. when the black lives matter movement is Mm -hmm. And picking up momentum. And people are becoming woke and conscious that they don't know. I know about this because my history has always mattered to me. Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of from Black Wall Street all the way down to Emmett Till. Um, it matters because our children need to know that they come from excellence. Exactly. Bravo. Yeah. And that's and Bravo. That's because I, rem I remember going over, you know, you have those famous, as an educator, we have, you know, Black History a Month, and then you have those stack of uh, resources. And I was going back through it, and I realized, like, hmm, you're starting from slavery, and then it ends with Obama, 
and you have all these moments, I mean, and, and important, inf, you know, influential and historic events, but there was nothing about Black Wall Street in this, let's say, 40 decks of cars of, you know, of informational facts, you know, giving kids their Black history moments in time. And I'm like, but where is Black Wall Street? And I mm -hmm. kept coming back. And that's what one thing that I kept saying, well, but where is it? Like, if you don't talk about it, are you trying to ignore it? And if so, why are you trying to ignore it? And um, that's something that just always stuck with me. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I wish you nothing but great success surrounding it. Um, when I think about this book and what it can do to little Black children, my soul. Mm. Because... Yes, we're talking about the spirit of community, entrepreneurship, but we can also talk about financial literacy in mm -hmm. order to stay afloat in the business that the money got to be straight. And that's something else that we don't acknowledge community, that generational wealth. Those people were trying to build generational wealth, a term that we use loosely, take lightly. And so what you're doing is creating those seeds to change some trajectory here mm -hmm. because when I know better, I can do better. Exactly. Exactly. And to know that it was not just a business, it was a whole street and not just, it was 10, it was 300. Exactly. And not that it was in California, but it was in the South. It was wow. in the South. Yes. A whole uh, town. And so if you uh, think about that, what, what, what would that look like now if we had that? If, if and, and that's what I want kids to take away because I end the the book with asking where is the next Black Wall Street? So I want them to think about, hmm, let me look mm. around my area. Let me look around my town. Let me look around and envision, you know, what does that look like? And if I can't envision it, how can I create it? Because again, we have these, like you said, the financial literacy is important. We have these young entrepreneurs and we have these young um, scholars that yearning to to learn more and to grow and to make their own so they can mm. look at some of these businesses and realize that some of these businesses still exist now we just we also have to tap into why is it that we still have a, a small percentages of ownership and how do we get that going but um, definitely it, it it creates that opportunity to have that conversation and it also to challenge them. So that's that's the goal is not only just to take it as a moment in history, but what does this look like my present and what does it look like for my future? Wow, I love it. I love it. So what does the future hold for you and Black Wall Street, the spirit of community? What does the future hold for you? So this, the future for me with the book, um, what we've done is We've created, we're coming out with a puzzle um, because we want to take the illustrations from the book and have that as um, something, an extracurricular activity for our kids, but it's something that's still cultural mm -hmm. and, and it's representative of them and their, um, their culture. And then from there, we want to present other historical events or people that are often overlooked. So it, our website is called Our History Told because it's time for us to take on the narrative for our history. 
Um, someone can always rewrite our history. Someone can always tell our history. Someone can erase our history. But when we have our own ownership, then that's when we find power. So my vision for Black Wall Street is that it continue to have legs and grow. Um, we're definitely looking to get it into school systems and partner with different organizations to make sure that more kids are aware we have a teacher guide to go with it so our educators can be informed of how to communicate this in their classrooms. You know, as an educator, who doesn't love a free resource or something that would help them? <laughs> Trust me, I know it. And so, um, but the goal is, is that this won't be the last of the literature and the resources that come from our overall brand, our history told, because we want to continue to tell rich stories like this and empower not only, and what's, what's so interesting is, is not only empowering our youth, but adults. Adults that either said, oh, I've heard about it, kind of like me, I've heard about it, but I don't know the details of it. Or someone said, I've never heard this. Like, this is foreign to me. And when they read it or they express their interest in it, the, the way that their light, their eyes light up is just always, um, it's something I'm going to hold on to. So the goal is to keep on providing rich literature, um, culturally inclusive literature, and information to um, our scholars, our, our, our future. Wow. I love it. I love it. So tell me one thing that you are rocking confidently. Because you know this is confluence the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. So tell me one thing you are just rocking out with your cock out. Tell me one thing you're rocking, girl. So one thing I'm rocking is knowing that fear won't hold me back. That anytime that I feel like I'm faced with a challenge that I can overcome it. Um, it. I'm definitely, I have that confidence to say, okay, you set a goal, you 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 reach that goal, now you need to exceed that goal. So I have that confidence now. And um, yeah, I would say that. And what advice could you give somebody that's like you and I, that works a nine to five, but they're a big dreamer, but they just don't know where to start. They want to write a book too, but mm -hmm. they don't know where to begin. What advice could you give someone, a confluencer that's listening to get started? And the advice that I'm going to give this person is the advice that I wish I would have taken earlier on. The advice is write down your, write down your dream, write down your vision, write down either the pros and cons, which I did, write down where you think those challenges are and try to find the resources to support it. And maybe you type something in Facebook and you'll find another <laughs> challenge like I did or, you know, something will pop up. But I will also say, find your village. I think that if I would have leaned on more people earlier on, which I did, but if I would have widened my, my circle, then I probably would have gotten to this destination earlier although i'm not you know saddened by how i got here but i do now realize that sometimes if you are what they say closed mouths don't get fed don't like get fed. Mm -hmm. if you open up just a little bit you never know who's going to pour into your own vision and your dream so write down your dream 
write down, you know, whatever that was holding you back, that stumbling block, because it's in your mind. So you might as well write it down. So I wrote it down. What was holding me back from writing this book? And okay, now conquer that. All right. Now go over to the next one. Keep on, you know, going, jumping over those hurdles, but also building your village of people that are going to support you in different facets, meaning not just your friend that's going to tell you, yeah, I needed someone to tell me, no, nah, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Or I needed someone that's going to challenge you, you know, so make sure you have those people that you can um, lean on to help you grow with your vision and you'll get there. Again, mm. step into fear. Don't, don't let it hold you back and go for it. Go for it. Tell everybody where they can find your book and you so you can just continue to share this rich history with our culture. Hashtag Fuzz Boss. <laughs> yes, indeed. So definitely can reach me. I am my handles on Facebook. We are Our History Told one. Our, sorry, our History Told on Instagram, where Our History Told won. And I'm getting into Twitter, but it's going to be told underscore history. Also, you can find us online at www.ourhistorytold.com. Again, that is our landing page where you will find the book. We also have our T-shirts, um, apparel, and then soon we'll have our puzzles there. And then just looking out for more information. Again, this is just one piece under the umbrella of Our History Told. Um, the book, again, is Black Wall Street. The Spirit of Community can be found on Amazon. So again, Our History Told, zero one on facebook as well as instagram our history told one so you can reach us there any regrets no regrets i'm no. glad i'm here <laughs> i'm glad i'm here well thank you so much for coming on to confluence and sharing your story and building our culture back up you are now part of the architect team you know I call people that want to see our culture do better be better get better I call us the architect team because it's we're trying to do it brick by brick but we can't build this house alone so it takes a lot of workers you know the harvest is ripe but the laborers are few and yeah. thank you for getting into the harvest to help us build our nation well, thank you for this platform. Thank you for being the voice for entrepreneurs. Thank you for those that want to take the leap and maybe were afraid to do so. But with platforms like this, they hear from true, true people that, hey, you sometimes have to just step out and do it. And, and a lot of it is the, is the action. So thank you for this, this space and this opportunity to share my journey. I appreciate you. Love you. Love you too, sis. Ladies of Confluence, please go like, follow, and share in the journey. I love this one. Thank you, Laquita Barnes, for coming onto Confluence and sharing your story and telling the story of Black Wall Street, our history told. It is something that everybody, especially people of color, should know. This is our history. And like I say all the time, it's FUBU. For us, by us, we are the architects. 
building our nation back up. Well, that's it for me today. I am off to push these votes. Please don't forget to vote. Go to Great Day Houston, look for the Teacher of the Year link, and click me. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'm off to buy Laquita's new book, Our History Told. We got to tell our history, y'all. If not, someone would change the narrative or try to erase it. And enough is enough. Until next week, be a contagious influence everywhere you go. Smooches confluencers. And don't forget to vote.